Y'all calm down yet? All right, we're going to talk about Saturday's scrimmage takeaways from there. We'll wrap up by talking about Will Richard Todd Golden's first commit to the Florida Gators, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Just so you know, we got a lot of bonus content coming this week. I think it's going to be YouTube exclusive. I might put some of it on the podcasting apps, but most of it's probably going to be YouTube exclusive. Just bonus episodes coming out every evening. So just pay attention to that. Be aware for that. And, and just be ready because it's going to be covering a lot of stuff here. But we're going to get into today's content, which again is talking about the scrimmage from Saturday. The Florida Gators had another scrimmage on Saturday after just 11 practices, which is going to be important in the second segment when we talk about those penalties that you've probably heard about. But we're going to start off talking about quarterbacks because, um, huh. Thursday and Friday, a little bit tense talking about quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson primarily. Uh, and now we're going to talk about the quarterbacks in the scrimmage, mainly Anthony Richardson and Jack Miller the third. Anthony Richardson ran primarily with the starters, and Jack Miller ran primarily with the backups. They did switch around a little bit, so Jack Miller got starter reps and Anthony Richardson got backup reps. But the main thing that I want to talk about here, because Anthony Richardson lit it up. That's what we know that by now. We know that he lit it up. Jack Miller, not so much. Jack Miller, the third, struggled to get the Gators' second-string offense moving against the Florida Gators' starting defense, which isn't surprising, and I won't fault Jack Miller for that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't fault any quarterback for not being able to get the backups move against the starters. I, I think that's very fair, to say, very fair to say, especially when I think this is a strong starting defense. I do. I, I, I like the starting defense, so I, I think that you know, that it's fair that you can't get the backups going against them. But I will say that this next bit speaks kind of to why Anthony Richardson should be the starter, um, despite some of the content, some of the comments on uh, Thursday and Friday. I very much do want Anthony Richardson to be a starting quarterback. He is my style of quarterback. Uh, but Anthony Richardson, when he took second team reps, uh, he, he led the second team offense to score against the first team defense, which again, Jack Miller III couldn't do. And I think it's important to talk about that. Again, not to knock Jack Miller III. This is not a negative by any stretch against Jack Miller III. Uh, but I think this is a big positive for Anthony Richardson because I think it speaks to the quarterback talent of Anthony Richardson that he elevates the players around him, whether it's with his legs or with his arm, whatever it might be. Anthony Richardson, for, despite his flaws, which I have no problem saying, you know, he has them. That's fine. Uh, but he, he elevates the players around him. Both guys have their downsides. But I think that Anthony Richardson is, he's just so much more of a threat on the ground. He can stretch the field vertically better than any other quarterback we have. There's not a quarterback here or, I mean, and a quarterback in the state of Florida college, playing college football maybe even professional football and not a big, not a lot of big arms in, in uh, the NFL in Florida. Um, but that can stretch the field vertically the way Anthony Richardson can, but also his mobility, it stretches and stresses a defense so 
much that I think you have to play him as quarterback one. And again, I don't fault Jack Miller at all to lead depth receivers against starting DBs, especially when the Gators depth receivers are not great. They, they have a lot of guys, but they don't have a lot of like talented guys that are proven just, just speed, just athletes, whatever it might be, but they don't have a lot of proven guys there. But uh, actually the best way to explain this, it's extra credit. Basically, you know, it, it's one of those things where if you do it, it can't hurt you if you get it wrong. Like Jack Miller not being able to do it doesn't hurt him. But if you can do it, that that means a lot. So Anthony Richardson being able to lead backup receivers in a backup offense to be able to score against what I think is a good starting defense, extra credit. You know, I, again, not faulting Jack, but AR, ton of credit. Then talking about the running backs, you're talking about the running backs. Lorenzo Lingard was the primary back on Saturday and continued his strong spring Uh Montrell Johnson reportedly made some nice plays, and I genuinely, I, I like that the Florida Gators coaching staff right now is kind of messing around with the running back room, the rotation, who's going to be in, who's going to be doing what, and it's important to talk about with this scrimmage specifically, because Lorenzo Lingard was the primary back, and this scrimmage was more of a pass-oriented scrimmage than a run-oriented scrimmage, so it was more, uh, more, more pass-happy than the first scrimmage, I guess I'll say, so... Lingard getting the start in this scrimmage, it, it's kind of important to say, well, guess what? They wanted to throw the ball out here, so Lorenzo Lingard was the guy that was the that was the running back on the field a lot because we've talked about Naquan Wright being that guy and being the guy that works in the slot, moves around. It looks like that ain't happening. Um, that's that's fair. That that uh that that gadgety slot role looks like it's going to Fenley Graham Jr., which is fine by me. I have no problem with that. I love him. He's a dynamic playmaker. But Lorenzo Lingard finding success in this offense and getting the start in this. I, I keep putting the start because it was, like I said, it was a passing heavy attack. They were going for their passing offense. So it wasn't necessarily, uh, it also wasn't even a game, but it, it wasn't necessarily like the base offense, I guess. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Lorenzo Lingard was thought of as the pass catching back or the passing downs back. You know, he's, he can make plays in space. He can if he's got soft hands, soft enough hands, he could be that guy. And like I said, we don't have that running back really that that's a proven pass protector. So that could be one of the ways that Lorenzo Lingard has kind of separated himself. Um, but right now in the backfield for Florida, it's a bunch of home run hitters on the ground, ton of speed. Wide zone is shooting for big runs and big gains, and Florida looks like they're going to be able to get exactly that out of their running back room, and I'm very excited for it. We're going to talk again about the scrimmage. We're going to talk about the uh, penalties. We're going to talk about the defense. First, I'm going to talk to you guys about Built Bar because it's spring break. It's spring game week, by the way. And if you're trying to get fit, you're trying to get in shape, I know I am. I got vacation coming up in less than two months. Woo! Um, then eat Built Bar. Just trust me. It, it, it's delicious. It helps me with my sweet tooth because I... I have a bad one, but Bill Bar is coated in 100% chocolate, so it's sweet. 130 calories in most bars, just four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein throughout the hidden stashes, whatever they might be, wherever you might have them hidden. And check out Built Bar. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors so that you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Lock Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We're getting right back into the scrimmage talk here. Um, 
I'm going to start this segment with what was one of the most talked about things during the Saturday scrimmage, which, again, if you haven't seen, you're about to. If you have been reading up on it, you probably know. Uh, there were a lot of penalties, um, but that's not really surprising. It sucks, but it's not really surprising because they've had, what, 10, 11 practices together as a team now under Billy Napier. The Gators last season were a very undisciplined team, and they faced a lot of penalties. We, I mean, look at that Kentucky game. What was it, 16 penalties, I think it was? It, it was bad. Uh, so, so penalties are nothing new for this team. And this is a team where there wasn't a ton of roster turnover coming from last season to this season. There just weren't. There's, what, 11 guys that, that are gone now that actually played? So... That's uh, that's not anything that's surprising, really. Uh, and just played. I don't mean started. Just played. So that's not super surprising. Also, you have to take into account that a lot of these guys, or pretty much all of these guys, except for Cameron Waits, Montreal Johnson, and Osiris Torrance, are learning a new offense and learning a new defense. This is all new to them. So a uh, little bit of a, I, I guess, growing pains would be the term that we would use for it. So... I'm not worried about that. I don't think it should be worrisome. Like I said, there's a lot of returning players from an offense or from a team last season that struggled with injuries or that struggled with penalties as it was and playing undisciplined football. That's something we saw incessantly last season. So I'm not super worried about it because they've only had two handfuls of practice together. So Billy Napier and and just this entire coaching staff, really, given how detail-oriented they are and how process-based they are, I would imagine that this is not going to be a reoccurring issue. I would think that this coaching staff is going to really focus on getting the details down and knocking them down. You know, they have um, they ha- they have phases to building this team and penalties and, and addressing the discipline will happen. It's something where you have to really break the bad habits. And I'd imagine right now they're in the process of breaking those bad habits from last season, you know, every time we've spoken to someone, I had David Reese and Princely Umanialin here, and both times that I had them, they said, you know, the biggest difference from last coaching staff to this one is that things feel more tight knit. They feel more. Uh, I I don't want to say better because I mean, I think they are better, but that's not what those players say. And I'm not going to put words in their mouth. But they say things feel more tight knit. It feels more organized and and things like that where details are going to come. Breaking old habits are going to come. You have to break those old habits before you could develop new ones. So I think by the time that, you know, even late summer or or football season this fall starts, I think that we're going to be looking at a team that is more disciplined and much more uh, detail-oriented than prior years, not just not just last year, but the years before then and, and previous coaches as well. I think that this team is going to really clean things up. So, and again, I have full confidence in this coaching staff that they will write the ship before we get to the season. Now we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball. Amari Bernie and Devin Moore both came away with interceptions on Saturday. Um, Amari Bernie is someone that I'm very openly not super high on. Um, I, I just I I don't see it with him. I don't I don't think he's this great player. Uh, I know that linebackers coach and former North Carolina defensive coordinator Jay Bateman loves him. He said essentially. Uh, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, hey, like coaching Amari Bernie is like coaching a 30-year-old man. Like like he knows what he's doing. It's very easy to coach him. Just got to tell him what to do. 
and he can do it. So that that's great with Amari Bernie. You know, he's probably going to play a bit. I think he's better against the run than most of the linebackers we have. But again, we're, we're moving towards an era of football where it, it's not about running the ball in the SEC. Because the SEC is kind of a little behind the NFL. The NFL is becoming very pass-oriented, and the SEC is getting there. But Georgia is still doing it on the ground. Bama's shifting towards the passing game. Florida shifting to the ground game. They're they're kind of moving back there. Um, but I think that, again, when they throw the ball, it's going to work, and, and we're going to see things. But South Carolina is getting pass-happy. So teams are getting more pass-happy. So I think that guys like Amari Bernie, even guys like Ventrell Miller, Ventrell Miller wasn't so good against the run. I don't think he'd have much of a role in this defense. Uh, Devin Moore is someone that I wanted to talk about too because last week, uh, I did the freshmen that can contribute. And I even said, I was like, look, this isn't all the freshmen that are going to contribute, but it's the ones that I'm going to talk about. Devin Moore was not on that list. I got comments about it and saying him playing. I got asked in, in DMs about Devin Moore playing. And I don't think we'll see that much of it this year, just because I think this is a very talented cornerback room. I've been very open about that since even last season. I've been saying I love the Florida Gators cornerbacks. I think there's a ton of talent here. So I'm not sure if Devin Moore really finds his way onto the field early. Well, obviously injuries happen, things change. Um, but I think right now Devin Moore is not really going to be a huge player on defense this year. I mean, if he keeps making plays like this in practice, he's going to find his way onto the field. There's no doubt about that. But I think right now I just don't see it happening. I, I, I think he's great. I think he's very talented. But again, I think this is an insanely talented and an insanely deep cornerback room for the Florida Gators. So I, I just don't see it happening right now. Uh, Billy Napier spent some time after, after the scrimmage talking about the lack of depth on the interior defensive line um, with or without Lamar Goods because uh, Lamar Goods entered the transfer portal. Um, I, I don't think that impacts the Florida Gators much. I think one of the reasons that he, or maybe the biggest reason that he entered the transfer portal was because he realized Dude, like you're just not going to be a big player on this defense this year, and he didn't want to wait. So, and I respect it. You know, I get it, Lamar. Like, best of luck to you. But I think that him leaving doesn't really impact the Florida Gators much. But Billy Napier has talked about this: the lack of depth on the interior defensive line. But really, there's there's not a ton of proven depth on anywhere on this front four. Uh, you look at the edge rushers. I've talked about this all off season. We have the edge rushers. We have one guy that's proven in Brenton Cox Jr. I love Princely Uman Mialin, but we don't know what he's going to be like a, as a full-time every down player. We, we don't know what he's going to be like there. Like, like right now, I can tell you guys, uh, he's listed as 260. He's not 260. I'm not going to say what he is, but he, he's not 260. I can tell you that for a fact. So I don't know what he's going to be like every down. If he's going to play that Zachary Carter working into the interior defensive line role, I don't know if that's going to be Princely this year. Um, but again, I love Brenton Cox. I love Princely. I just, I, I'm not going to crown him king. No pun intended, but I did love it. Um, but we don't know how he's going to be. And then you look at the interior defensive line, like Billy Napier was talking about, and all offseason it's been, we have Javon Dexter, and then it's crickets. We don't know who's going to be playing much behind him. We've got Jalen Lee. We've got Jalen Humphreys. We've got Desmond Watson. We've got Chris McClellan coming in. But even Chris McClellan is kind of a Dev is a Javon Dexter kind of role where I, I don't know. Maybe you put them on the field together in passing downs, but even then, th there's nothing proven. Like we just know Chris McClellan is a pass rush type, but we don't know 
really what he's going to be like at the next level. So it's a lot of question marks. I, I think we're going to get a portal guy into this interior defensive line like we had last season with Antonio Valentino, Tyron Truesdale. Um, I, I think that Daquan Newkirk, I think that's going to be something that we see again with an interior defensive lineman or two coming in. Uh, Cam Good from Central Florida wouldn't shock me. Uh, Manny Noah Tufona from Southern California wouldn't shock me at all. Both those guys are guys I think can come in and play early on. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, but the defense looks good. I, I can tell you that. I know the defense is looking pretty sound from every from everybody that I've spoken to on or off the team. The defense is likely going to be what carries this, this team right now. And I'm fine with that. I, I think this defense is immensely talented. I think that coaching last season really just dropped the ball. Now we're going to flip sides to basketball because Coach Todd Golden, new head coach Todd Golden, got his first commit. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about Bet Online because baseball season is here. By the way, it was a lovely opening weekend for me. Literally every single day of baseball, I was, I was knocking it out of the park. BetOnline.net is your number one. Source for all your betting needs and sports information. I've been using Bet Online for years now, and I couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much baseball, basketball, football, soccer, darts, hockey, table tennis. It's got everything, and not even just sports. It's got reality TV, award shows, so much more. Politics. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device like I always do to learn about all the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about Will Richard Wolverchard. I have not seen the pronunciation for this name anywhere, but I'm going with Will Richard until I'm proven wrong. But the first new commit to the Florida Gators men's basketball team under new head coach Todd Golden is here. Will Richard, the six foot five, 195 pound guard that played for Belmont this past season, is now going to be a Florida Gator. And it's great because, you know, we didn't expect this commitment so soon, but he just he tweeted. He goes, when you know, you know, committed in all caps with the picture. So Will Richard is a Florida Gator. I'm very excited for it. He averaged 12 points last season, 12 points per game, six rebounds per game, two assists per game. But that's not what we care to talk about really right now, is it? Now, we're talking about the effective field goal percentage, which again is threes are weighted in there, 55%. We're talking about the free throw rate. 33%. We're talking about the turnover percentage, 11.9%, and the offensive rebound percentage of 7.3%. If you're new here and you don't know, or if you're just not into basketball, get into it. The reason for those last four numbers, effective field goal percentage, free throw rate, turnover percentage, and offensive rebound percentage, are because Todd Golden from San Francisco Dons, now the Florida Gators head coach, is a very analytics-based coach. He's a very analytics-based head coach, and he has four numbers that he wants his team to be great at because he thinks if you are successful with those four, and those are the analytic pillars, really, but if you're good at those four things, you've probably got a good basketball team. Effective field goal percentage should be as high as possible. 55% is great. We know that at least 49 or at the very we know 48% is a good number that Todd Golden likes. We don't have an exact number, but we know that he said 48%. Bien. So 55% is fantastic for Will Richard. That, that, he hits that number. Free throw rate, Todd Golden wants that to be around 35%. 33% is pretty close for Will Richard, so I, I, I have no problem with that. Turnover percentage should be below 16%. 
So 11.9% for Will Richard is fantastic, especially when you have a team that last season struggled so mightily with turnovers. Offensive rebound percentage as a team should be about 29%. So getting 7.3% from a guard, that is great. Like, like Will Richard is the analytic dream here. He hits most of Todd Golden's analytic thresholds. Of course, the one that he doesn't hit being free throw rate, which is just your free throws attempted divided by field goals attempted. Um, but the free throw rate is 33%, which again, like like that, that's close. We, we can be happy with that. And I've said it before. I said it when Todd Golden got hired. I was like, look, the thing you can expect to see from transfer players are transfer players that hit these analytic thresholds that Todd Golden loves. The things you can expect to see from high school recruits, expect them to have numbers that are higher than these thresholds, which Todd Golden has said. You know, in high school, you want these numbers to be higher because it's going to get harder and they're probably going to drop when you get to college. So you want to see high school recruits with these numbers that are higher than those thresholds. Florida is going through another uh, another period of, of heavy turnover, I guess we'll say. This year, it's a solid amount of roster turnover coming in. You know, Colin Castleton's still up in the air. We know Todd Golden is trying to convince him to come back to Florida. I think he might do it. Um, you know, you know, Colin Castleton, he, he's still got one massive glaring weakness that the NBA game loves, and that's a jump shot. So he might come back. But again, the longer he stays in college, the worse his NBA prospects get. So we'll see what it is. But there's a lot of roster turnover coming in. Tyree Appleby and Anthony DeRuji are gone. We know that. Uh, Gat kick entered the transfer portal this past weekend. So this is a team where, I mean, even if there weren't a ton of roster turnover, this was a bad basketball team last year. Like it, it just, it's, it's as simple as that. It was a bad basketball team. So adding in talent was needed, whether or not there was a ton of roster turnover, but Will Richard should come in. And if he doesn't start immediately, he'll likely be one of the first guys off the bench. I, I think he will start immediately. But if he doesn't, he'll be the sixth or seventh man. It's, it's as simple as that. I think that Will Richard's play style fits this Todd Golden system perfectly. And I think that's important to talk about a little bit because a lot of times when you talk about football or when you talk about pro sports, you go just, just take the best player available and build around them. But in college basketball, it doesn't really work that way. In college basketball, a lot of times they find players that fit their system. Look at what Baylor did. Baylor struggled. And then they switched up their uh, recruiting approach and they were like, we don't care about the stars anymore. Get guys that fit what we want to do. And that's what you see more in college basketball. And that's what I think you can see from Todd Golden where, you know, I, I think we can look at Todd Golden and we can say, maybe he's not bringing in a ton of five stars, but he's bringing in guys that fit his system and are going to find success. And I think that's important because we're not going to try to always reel in the biggest names. But... Todd Golden is looking to add players who fit what he wants to do both offensively and defensively. And I I think that that's something that people are going to have to kind of temper their expectations with because, you know, everybody, myself included, go, Florida's a blue blood program. Florida's an elite program. Florida's this, Florida's that. And it's all true, but analytics isn't get the best player available. Analytics is get the guy that fits and will work. And it's as simple as that. So, I, I think as we see more recruits come in, people might be a little mad. P- people are very happy with Will Richard right now, but people might be a little mad at some of the names that come in as they're not bringing in these high caliber recruits. But that just 
Trust the process is all I can say about that. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first to listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free where everything's in the podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back tonight with bonus content. We'll be back tomorrow with a full episode for your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And I'll see you all tonight.